315, 15 after 3 o'clock, ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Steven, glad to have you with us. It's a football Friday, and Curtis Quinlan from KCEN joins us. And Curtis, man, what what a great day. A little cool, a little crisp, and kind of football weather for us, isn't it? Oh, it's quarter zip season. That's the best time of year, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm, in fact, I'm wearing mine uh, as we speak, so look forward to it. <laughs> All right. Hey, we got a lot of great games, and, and, and I was debating on which one. You know, Midway's all open tonight, so I was debating on what game I'm going to, and I have chosen Rio Vista and Crawford. Pretty good pick, huh? That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a that's that's one of those hipster games. You're you're really getting in there. I I like that. Hey, well, there were so many to choose from. I mean, I had a laundry list. I'm going okay. So what about this one? What about this one? And it took until about two o'clock on Friday afternoon before coming to the conclusion of what game to go see. So yeah, you, you came up you came up with a banger. I support this one, Tom. I, I was thinking for a long time. I'm telling you, Grandview and West was that the it was was leading the pack. I thought that would be fun, uh, and I think you you're where Salado in 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 uh, China Spring. Yeah, that's my game. Grandview West is always an instant classic. I mean, mm-hmm. there's a lot of games that if you were able to look through the schedule and get yourself a ticket before they stopped selling them yesterday afternoon, no matter which one you were going to, you were almost guaranteed a good game this week. And one that kind of flies sometimes flies under the radar, but not this year in this district. But McGregor and Lorena is going to be a terrific football game. Oh yeah, and that's our that's our flex game of the week. I mean, that's one of those that we looked at, and that's one of the three we were looking at as a potential game of the week. And I mean, with the way McGregor is playing football right now, with the way Lorena is playing football right now, I think that one could that one's got instant classic material. Curtis, another game I want to get your thoughts on. Um, staying in that McGregor Lorena district, Cameron Yo and Troy. Troy's coming off that crazy loss a one point loss to McGregor yo is bounced back after that loss in battle of the bell how do you see this one playing out that is a fascinating game um I really think that this one has this is one of those that I mean let's be honest this is always a really good game when these two teams meet and in the past you know 2017 this game was for a playoff spot 2019 Troy gets its first ever win over the Yeoman. Um, this game is, it's going to be, it could be which side's best unit plays the best. And I think it's one of those, it's Troy's offense and it's Cameron Yo's defense. Cameron Yo's defense has the potential to be really, really good. And we've seen the glit, we've seen it at times from the Yeoman. I mean, against Rockdale, there were some, there were some instances where Rockdale's offense just, I mean, three and out three and out and just couldn't really muster anything against that yo defense. But man, when you look at that Troy offense, the only offense in district 11, three division one that doesn't run the spread runs that multiple eye, that power eye. But at the same time, if they need to, they can drop back into a shotgun formation and go out of the spread if they need to. Uh, I mean, this is going to be one of those where how well does Cameron's defense adjust to an offense that they're only going to see tonight. We had uh, Tommy Brashear on, uh, heck, I don't know, yesterday maybe? Yesterday, uh, yeah. and, and we were talking to him about the district, and I asked him, I said, in all your years of coaching, have you ever seen a district, a league that looks like this, that, that you know, where all seven teams are within two games of each other, six <laughs> or seven teams literally still have a, 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 a 
great chance to make, to make postseason play. A couple of teams that could be and should be in postseason play won't be, and, and you don't know from Friday night to Friday night what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. And then you, you go look at it, and who's going to finish in seventh place? It's probably safe to say Caldwell, right? Well, what did Caldwell do in its district opener? It jumped out to a 15 nothing lead on Camry. So, like, this is just one of those ridiculous districts that, you know, in our preseason talks with uh, Greg Tepper from Dave Campbell's Texas Football, I asked them, you know, how do you sort through this hornet's nest? He goes, I don't think you can. I think you just got to buy a ticket to one of these games every week and just go watch. I think the only team that's happy with its result on any given week is whichever team is off that week. I think this week it's Rockdale. <laughs> That's a great point. Tommy added that he said, you know, he'll he'll they'll be on the sideline and, and the public address announcer will announce a score and he'll have to take his and I, what did he just say? I mean, it, because you're you're just you're you're mesmerized by some of the scores as those games unfold. Yeah, I'm standing on the turf at Leopard Field a few weeks ago and our game of the week was Academy Lorena, the opening week of district play in that district. And we're looking through scores and we see the Troy, we see the uh, the McGregor Rockdale score, and Ray Biles and I look at each other and go, "What in the <laughs> heck happened in McGregor tonight?" And then it turns out it wasn't a fluke. It's McGregor is really that good and that under the radar. And year two under Mike Shields, I think, has yielded more dividends for the Bulldogs than they ever could have imagined. I think what happened was District 11 3A happened. That's what happened. I mean, you just don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I have to agree with you on that one. This is like, I, I was looking at the standards last week, and I think my exact words to our sports department with Nick Canizales and Nikki Laterulo were that this district is already drunk, and I'm just looking forward to seeing the rest of the party. <laughs> Curtis, the, uh, the game you were at last night, Belton goes into uh, Leo Buckley Stadium and they had some tough losses in non-district, but they opened district play with a victory. What impressed you about Brett Sniffen's squad uh, Thursday evening? This is going to really sound cliche. I think it's the resiliency because Colleen would not go away in this game. And there were times where Colleen owned the momentum in that ball game, and yet the Ruse never had a lead. It was really kind of remarkable to see how little momentum Belton had over the course of a 48-minute ball game. And the fact that Belton never surrendered the lead. You look at the opening drive and, you know, Belton turns it over in the red zone. Colleen takes the ball. A couple plays later, pick six. Belton's lining up for the PAT. It's blocked and returned 90 <laughs> yards for two points. So one score and both teams have scored. It was the strangest football game I have seen all season, but it's one of, it looked like Belton was finally taking that step forward that Brett Sniffen was really hoping it would after those three just brutal tests in the first three weeks. You look at the first week against Georgetown, the opening game, and Belton comes out to a big lead at halftime and squanders it in the second half. Comes out at Round Rock in week two of the 6A season. Squanders the first half, makes it a game late, and loses a close one down at Dragon Stadium. And then week three, plays a consistent game, but makes too many mistakes and loses to a team that's going to compete for a Region 1 crown. One thing that I think people in Bell County need to make sure that they're paying attention to is don't look so much that both Temple and Belton lost in week three because the teams that both of them lost to are probably going to play each other somewhere down the line 
in deep in the region one playoffs in six a because they're both that good. And I think last night Belton showed that it is making those strides from those three tests in non-district. And I think it's pretty safe to say that in an 18 district, you're talking about six teams competing for four spots. And, and Curtis, after seeing the way both of them played, I apologize. They, uh, they won that game last night despite turning the football over five times. Who turns it over five times and wins other than Belton last night? I, I, I can't remember how many Colleen had, but it seemed like Oprah was at Leo Buckley Stadium handing out turnovers last night because it was not – nobody could hold on to the football. It was a sloppy football game. Um, it was – am I surprised? No, because Belton came up with big-time plays when it needed to. Um, but – I, yeah, five times you turn over you turn over the football five times with, I think most of them were fumbles if I, if my memory serves me correctly. It was, guys, it was one of the most ludicrous games I've seen. <laughs> well, it should be a lot of fun tonight all across Central Texas. Curtis, man, we appreciate it. Enjoy your game, and we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Appreciate it, guys.